1: Welcome to another podcast from insidecarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by Johnny T-shirt.com, the go-to provider for all your tar heel gear.
0: Welcome in to the scoop, Inside Carolina's Football Recruiting Podcast and the number one UNC Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin. And I'm joined by our other host, Don Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. I, uh,
1: as you know, I got to go to the Love Shack this past weekend. (laughs) I got to go to Ross's house. I got a a, uh, day of invite. Wow. Promised nachos. So I made the trip. It was definitely a bachelor pad. The entire time I'm there, I'm like, man, my wife would absolutely hate the way this is or that is <laughs> and that sort of thing and so, what do you mean what do you mean well so so ross has <laughs> used hats all around the perimeter of his living room all on the top
0: Used hats um, as opposed to like
1: well hats, hats that you you definitely wear um your baseball cap sort of thing all around your living room and if i ever tried to propose that sort of um decor option to my wife mm-hmm. probably would kick me in the nuts right away
0: yeah i mean you are married i'm not i mean that's where the differences yeah. kind of begin yeah um yeah. we'll get into this a little more maybe at the back end of the podcast because we've been told to only do uh one or two minutes of chit chat uh but we'll dive into maybe your time at my house on sunday for the okay um, for the nfc and afc championships uh but first this is the scoop podcast presented to you by giant t-shirt and giant t-shirt.com guys if you could Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast right now. It takes literally one minute. It's easy. Write a short uh, review, give us five stars, we good to go. It just helps us. And if you want to, you know, have these podcasts and help us grow and help us make more money, um, it's important that um, you rate and review. It's pretty easy to do. And remember, Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com, your one-stop shop for all your UNC needs. We have a big show planned for today. Uh, UNC had a commitment last week. Uh, Travion Green, a massive 2022 offensive lineman from Virginia, commits to UNC. We're gonna start talking about him. We're gonna get into Dante Balfour, a 2021 target for UNC that remains that, that you know is signing in uh February, and we're almost to February. So, one of the last guys uh, that UNC is targeting, we're gonna get some scoop on that from Donnie. And then um, the chunk of our podcast is going to be looking at the 2022 prospects that UNC uh, wants the most, the most wanted, um, the, the, the top targets for UNC. And so it kind of is our intro to the 2022 class as we move to that. And UNC already has three players committed, so or kind of uh, a little bit behind on that. So what do you think about that, Don? And um, yeah, what's your opinion on that, Don? I am excited.
1: We actually have been <laughs> planning this uh this podcast to do the the most wanted or most important you know twenty twenty-two recruits for mm-hmm. a while, but mm-hmm. just things just kept on happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a chance to get Coach Glover, it just made more sense to get him right after those two commits. Happen from his area. Um, we had some other stuff that came up. So, but, uh, so yeah, so it's a little tardy, but I think it's okay. And I think we should have a lot of fun with this. I think this is going to be one just like last week, last week was, or not last week. The last edition was um, pretty popular. A lot of really good reviews from that. And I expect this one to, um, to be a good follow.
0: Great. Yeah. So this is your chance to really get to know the 2022 class. We're going to go through Don's and give his 10 most wanted. In addition, we're going to have the top Five that our readers submitted of who they want most. So it gives you a glimpse of what the fans want, what Don thinks about what the staff wants, and it's all encompassing. Um, And we want to introduce the new top five quickly for the next time we record, which should be in two weeks. Recording this on a Tuesday, should be releasing on a Wednesday. In two weeks, we'll record another episode. Uh, We want your top five winter activities. This can be anything that you look forward to that you do in the winter. Um, we're kind of in the, the dog days of winter, as I like to call it. It's cold, it's rainy, it's gray, it's mid to late January. The holidays are behind us. Football's wrapping up. It's kind of like, ah, uh, wind spring coming? So what are your favorite winter activities? Can be anything. Get creative. Maybe we'll learn something new about our, our listeners and, our, and, uh, and UNC fans and, and maybe get some ideas. Um, That's what yeah. this is all about. We want to learn about our listeners. Community. This is a family, and you guys
1: are our children. We're a, a same-sex couple. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that.
0: Okay. Moving on. Let's get into it. Uh, the, the podcast here. Travion Green, Don. He committed to UNC last week. I pulled up the wrong Travion Green on my computer, I believe. Yeah, you probably spelled it. So if you put
1: the Y in the wrong spot, I believe it's a Northwestern yeah. kid. That po- so it's yeah.
0: Tra- okay, so it's Trayvon. Travon?
1: It's still Travion. Okay. So it's at Trayvon. It's Trayvon. I but think. But
0: spelled T R E V Y O N. Y O N. Yep. And green, don spelled. Okay. Here we go. Six seven. Green can be tricky though.
1: Is it an e at the end or not?
0: Exactly. Always throws me off. Please keep listening. All right. Uh, six, seven, 338 pounds from Life Christian Academy in Colonial Heights, Virginia. He is ranked as the uh, 507 nationally overall player, five, 51 offensive tackle, and number 16 player in Virginia. Don, tell us about his recruitment first, and we'll get to him as a player. He is the third commitment for UNC in the 2022 class, and the third from Virginia.
1: So uh, The main storyline with him is this is a kid who at one point reached over 400 pounds, which is definitely a lot, but I think it's a little bit more acceptable when you consider the fact that he's a legit six foot seven. Uh, and he was actually originally a 2021 recruit. And that's when he got his his initial scholarship offer from North Carolina. A lot of schools kind of reached out to him and said, hey, look, you know, we like you. We like your footwork. We like your length. We like this and that. But the weight is a huge concern. And enough schools said that to him that I guess he went back and started talking to his coaches about it. And they decided to take the path of him reclassifying to the 2022 class and place a, a focus on, on losing weight. His coach, we ran a QA with his coach the day after he committed. And his coach gave great insight on, into some of the unique things that they did to, or that, that really Travion did to, to lose 70 pounds in a year, essentially. Um, so, so definitely check that out for details on that. But basically, so he's down to about somewhere in the 330s, still a little bit too much. But um, for six, seven, it's not so bad. And, you know, North Carolina really liked what they saw from him from his senior season. Or I'm sorry, from his junior season. Now, you know, the state of Virginia, the public schools, they delayed their season until the spring. But Um, He goes to a private school. So they actually played a handful of games. Obviously their games against public schools were canceled, but they played some private schools. And so he was able to put out some film. UNC was able to see his new body at work and just felt comfortable enough with, with, you know, he had the offer before they re-offered to say, Hey, we still want you. And I think though he was waiting for the green light and he received that green light a couple of weeks ago, which, which prompted the verbal commitment.
0: Okay, so how many offensive linemen do you expect UNC to take? I know you. Know, I know you're really weird about talking about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so here's here's the thing that North Carolina is in is that UNC is not. This is not has nothing to do with. Regardless of, of the eligibility freeze, North Carolina would have been projected to not lose any scholarship offensive linemen following the 2022 uh, season. Which would imply, because you know, usually you can get a good judge on the numbers by looking at who is projected to be, be lost mm-hmm. through either attrition or, or just natural um, you know, graduation sort of things. Uh, so you kind of start off with the number zero, um, just looking at that information. Uh, but then you kind of factor in your know, offensive line is typically the, the largest position group on a roster. So the probability of attrition is higher. You also want to get fresh bodies in there. Uh, It's such a, such an important position that you can't just not take any. So I think on the low side, you know, two or so is probably a good number to start off at. Um, so obviously if that number holds, then UNC is already halfway done with its, its position quota for the 2022 class.
0: Okay. So how does recruitment go? I mean, he has the offers, you said, um, Was What really attracted him to UNC? How did they kind of time this? Things like that. I mean, because look at his offers here real quick. I mean, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech. Kind of your normal middle-of-the-road Power 5 schools. Yeah, a lot
1: of regional regional offers. Yeah, West Virginia. But nothing nothing crazy. Like, no
0: big-time offers outside of, I mean, UNC.
1: Yeah. So, and I got some downvotes when someone asked me this question. (laughs) I, I kind of felt like... North Carolina could have waited a little bit to see what happens with some of these, uh, these other big time guys that they're recruiting. Uh, but you, from green's perspective, I know he was very interested in Maryland. They recruited him very heavily. Some of the other schools were recruiting him pretty heavily also, but I think that he always ever since he, so he got offered during the Carolina barbecue, which was a special event at July held prior to the 2019 season. And ever since that visit, he has always had a strong affinity for North Carolina. And I think that just kind of stuck with him. He returned for a basketball game the following January. Uh, obviously, Coach Cheryl's stayed, stayed up with them throughout. And I think also the fact that they stuck with him through the, the weight loss situation. Because anyone who's ever dealt with that, I mean, you need support to get through it because it's, it's, it's not easy. I mean, this so- could
0: apply to any sort of relationship. This this is true.
1: So I think all of that just kind of just made North Carolina the, the team that he wanted to go to. And as soon as he knew he was going to be able to commit there, that's what he did.
0: Great. And so, I mean, you mentioned that maybe they should have waited. I mean, what other put my capital J hat on here, capital J journalist hat. I mean, were there other big time offense linemen that they're they're waiting for? that They're in on. They have a chance of getting that could maybe not have to deal with this weight loss. I mean, maybe you're better athletes. I know there's Zach Rice out there, but are there any other ones that you think they have a good chance of getting that would be better fits? So, Be careful at how you answer this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, here's the thing is, is that we're in a pandemic and mm, okay. businesses aren't going on. You don't know. I mean, yeah. I've heard things like, so one of the guys that, that immediately jumps to my mind and, and I don't think North Carolina, I wouldn't project him to North Carolina, but he definitely has shown an interest in North Carolina is Gunnar Gibbons. Um, mm-hmm. Who's a five-star offensive lineman? But then I had someone, not a UNC guy, uh, some other, some other scout mentioned that he looked awful in a particular camp. Looked like he hadn't been doing a whole lot. So, so there's so much, so much unknown still out there. Mm-hmm. And you, you might be in a, in a situation like any of these situations. You might be behind, but once April fifteenth comes around and visits can be taken, I mean. A a recruitment can flip very quickly, which is a single visit. Someone can come to North Carolina and just absolutely fall in love, which I'm sure everybody who's listening to this feels like is very is a high possibility. Yeah. Um so I think I just want to to wait it out. I'm also working under the assumption that UNC is probably going to target just two or so for the offensive line position. And so I'm just thinking, okay, well maybe maybe they can wait a little bit longer. But some other guys, if you want, you asked for a list of guys. I, I mentioned Givens, who's a, um, a five-star guy. You mentioned Zach Rice, another five-star guy. Both are in Virginia, very close by. Both have UNC in their favorites groups. I don't, I wouldn't project either to UNC. Yeah. But like I said, who knows what a visit could do? And Glover, who, yeah. Coach Glover, uh, Tony Grimes' his dad, is really close with Zach and his mom. So that's that always works in UNC's favor. You also have Fisher Anderson, who I did a story on uh, probably about a month ago now, where he mentioned that he wants to take a quarantine visit to North Carolina and some other schools, and that he holds North Carolina in pretty high regard. So, I mean, there's, there's a shot there. Uh, and there's a couple other guys who North Carolina probably doesn't have the greatest chance with, but there's some other guys that North Carolina has offered that you just don't know. Um, what could potentially happen? But there's an awful lot of four. I'm looking at, at inside Carolina's uh, recruiting board right now. There's an awful mm-hmm. lot of four stars listed on there. That who knows what could happen if you know, once visits occur.
0: Yeah. Good stuff, Don. That's great analysis. And I there. also
1: and I also feel like, like you mentioned, the the competition for Green was solid, but it wasn't like you were competing with Ohio State, and it would be beneficial for you to get him in the boat asap. Yeah, before you know, I the big think that you, offer. Yeah. Like, could, what if
0: he loses more weight and has a great next season? Are they playing this spring, too?
1: No. So, so he won't play this spring. He'll play okay. the fall.
0: Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, what do they say? A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush.
1: That's right. I guess <laughs> it depends on the type of bush, though.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about him as a player? I mean, is this a tackle? Is, that, is, is he a tackle? Could he play some guard? I mean, maybe... Maybe his athleticism is, is better for guard. What, what do you think about where he ends up at UNC? Kind of reminds me maybe with like a little Marquise, uh, Mar- uh, Marcus McKeithen in terms mm-hmm. of just being a huge body who's got some athleticism who maybe grew up playing tackle but can, will be a guard in in, um, in college because of how big he is. I can just lean on a defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, so I, I think it's a great comparison. And I think that's – Thank you. I, I think he will probably – I, if I had to bet on a position, I'd probably say guard. Okay. He has experience playing every position except for center at his high school. Uh, I think though, because McKeefan played some tackle
0: also, right? It's, yeah, he played some, but I mean, he's been a guard the last two seasons yeah. when he's been a starter, and he's been so, a great he's been a great starter uh, last two seasons. I mean, he hasn't missed much time at all, and has been very consistent.
1: Yeah. So so. Um, yeah, I, I could kind of see that sort of thing, where where maybe guard is his main position. Okay. But if you have injuries and you need to slide him to tackle, he could definitely do that without a problem, just like
0: McKeith. Do you think it's getting to a point now where these outside linebacker defensive ends are so freakishly athletic and fast, where like you have to have an athlete at tackle, like a real mobile athlete, where just these big bodies aren't cutting it because of the speed and athleticism? Is that you think that's a shift the last couple of years? Or has it always I mean, been that, that way? I
1: think it's always been that way. Okay. I mean, you know, what was it back when, you know, the uh, blind side, the book came out uh, even before that, or actually way back in the 80s. L- when it, LT,
0: I mean, LT is a guy yeah. who made left tackle so important. Yes,
1: yes. So you go back all the way that far, I mean, that that, that position just became so important because it protects the blind side of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I mean, obviously guys are advancing, becoming more athletic, more explosive and all that. But I think it's always that um, – Especially that the, the left tackle has become such a premier position on all levels of football. For sure.
0: All right. Travion Green commits to UNC, becomes the Tar Heels third commitment in the 2022 class. 6'7, 338. I'm interested in trying to try track his weight loss, kind of like a Kenny Meek situation. Um, if he can get down to, to close to 300, 315. Where do you think his target weight is, Don? 315, maybe? With yeah,
1: probably. I think so. I think yeah. so.
0: And then getting to college and, and turn some of that fat into muscle. Um, which is all is what we're all trying to do every day in life. Okay. Um, next topic here, Dontavious is Dante Balfour. Now, he is a 6'2, 170 pound cornerback from Bradford High School in Stark, Florida. Never heard of either of those places. Um, not very highly ranked, 741 overall. He's a number 62 ranked cornerback, but he has big time interest now from. North Carolina, LSU, Auburn, along with many other offers. But it seems like those three are are kind of the finalists. What's going on with his recruitment right now? I know you had an article out for premium subscribers um, on Monday.
1: Yeah, so definitely read the premium article. It it goes top to bottom what's going on with the recruitment. We also have some additional intel in this week's weekly scoop. So check that out. But I think the main thing is is that this is a situation where, from from what I've gathered from my sources, North Carolina, Auburn, LSU – are definitely involved, definitely interested, definitely want him sort of thing. I know sometimes you get into these situations and maybe one of these schools don't like them, and, and that's a key piece of information. But all three schools want them. Auburn kind of fell off a little bit, but they have uh, moved back now that they've had their, um, their coaching staff completely intact now. Uh, and th- that was actually the school he planned on signing with back in December. But Gus Malzahn was fired right before the the, um, the December signing period. Okay. Right after that happened, LSU offered. And then, of course, on Christmas Eve, UNC offered. So even though UNC offered relatively late compared to most other recruitments in this particular recruitment, because it's two uh, um, competitors, they basically kind of just started recruiting him in earnest at the same time. And, uh, UNC has not relented, you know, every day he's hearing from coach Dre Bly and has had virtual virtual tour of UNC has spoken to Mac Brown mm-hmm. on and on and on and on. So UNC is going to fight this out into the very end. And he's going to, to, to decide his, or he's going to announce his collegiate decision on signing day, which is next week.
0: Yeah, so it's a situation where you know in the last couple years, at least, there's always there hasn't been as much intrigue on signing day, whether it be the Mm -hmm. December one or the February one. There is one to watch now. Uh, Remind us why UNC is going after another cornerback? They just felt that there was a need.
1: uh, I think for a while, I think early on, I was looking back at my notes. Early on, UNC wanted to take another cornerback in addition to Tony Grimes, in addition to to tamir brown um this is very very early on and then right i guess when things started to get really kind of um positive with tony grimes they dropped that idea i wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that they they wanted to just focus solely on tony and and Mm -hmm. make sure they they finished deal with that because obviously he's a five-star guy and he's already paid dividends um with his with his play um so so obviously they look back at their their room and, and realize, hey, we could use another corner to bring in from this class and 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 it just worked out for them that Belfour was a perfect recruit for this situation because of the fact that that he was it was fairly wide open um in uh in December at that point.
0: Yeah, and maybe the fact that they think Tony Tony Grimes might not be at UNC uh, you know, maybe two more years, honestly. Yeah, and um, that's true too. And they didn't get that commitment. The the guy who went to Des Evans High School did not get into UNC, went to EC. Yeah, so I, I don't so
1: this, Yeah, Jaden Chalmers. I don't know how much that really kind of factored into this because once there there was always a thought that he might not qualify. And then once he didn't Yeah. the the chances of him being able to come back to North Carolina, like a sign-and-play sort of situation, that hasn't worked for UNC in a very, very, very long time. So there was no – once he went to Fork Union, UNC really wasn't counting on him coming back.
0: And look, UNC's had some injuries in the secondary recently um, with, with Storm Duck missing time, Patrice Renee missing time the last year. So, you know, we always talk about offensive line injuries, defensive line injuries, but the cornerback and defensive back positions have been hit as hard as any for unc uh the last couple years so when you think you need depth you need it okay guys that's it for the kind of the newsy part of this podcast travion green and dante balfour when we come back from a break we're going to talk about the 2022 class um don's gonna get to his top 10 most wanted we're going to read listener submitted top fives but first a very special announcement we all need to listen in it's Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com, your one-stop shop for all your UNC and North Carolina apparel needs. Open on Franklin Street, uh, right in the heart of Chapel Hill, uh, all seven days a week. Look at the website right now. Uh, great stuff. Also online at Johnny t shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. They have great masks for the COVID-19 vaccine. Great T-Shirts. They have baby clothes polka dot socks for the kids t-shirts sweatshirts just going through the list of stuff they have here um mini hoops and basketball sets gifts dog collars you gotta get the dog collar for don so his wife can uh drag him around uh, all due respect anybody offended by that and then we got toboggans hats jackets cups anything you need that's unc related i mean it's it's a haven when you walk in there's so much carolina blue so much argyle you got the nike gear got the jordan brand gear all everything you need, Johnny T shirt and JohnnyT shirt.com. If you're going to get UNC stuff, and I know you are, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're a diehard fan. Go, Giant T shirt, help us out, help them out. We need to support local businesses during this time, it's so important. And Inside Carolina premium subscribers can use the 10% off discount code found on the Inside Carolina premium message boards. Use that code, get 10% off, get a couple gifts, you know, send a buddy. A gift. Send a, uh, yeah, a friend from high school a gift. Um, it's nice to receive things. doesn't have to be their birthday or a holiday. All right. Might be my best read yet. Every read I do is, is my best read because I always try to get better in every way. All right, guys. We're going to let some national ads come through. We're right back to talk 2022 class for Mac Brown and his fighting Tar Heels. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, And we're back on The Scoop Inside Carolina's football recruiting podcast and the number one UNC football recruiting podcast in the world. Don, got a quick question for you. Okay. How many pairs of cargo shorts do you own? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I
1: think, I think three. Okay. But hey, you're you're really feeling it on that ad read.
0: Yeah, I was flowing. I had the website. I mean, you were even
1: uh, high-stepping into the end zone toward the end, uh, end there.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you when you're good, you're good. I mean, do you practice? Do you practice in the mirror? Yeah, every morning. Every morning, I, w- I shower and talk about Johnny T-shirt, and then I do at least five minutes of Johnny T-shirt ad breath. Okay, all right, let's get it's back dedication. into it. Uh, cargo shorts. How many pairs? Three. I think so. What colors?
1: Black, <laughs> khaki, and then like a black
0: that's a different sort of material. What do you like about cargo shorts?
1: That my wife buys them.
0: I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm at this stage in my life yep, where I, I just go. don't, I don't give a, I don't, I don't, don't give a crap. What I what you wear. look like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I just throw on, you know, I got pajama pants on right now. <laughs> okay.
0: I, I have uh sweatpants on as well.
1: Yeah. So, so I don't, so my wife is like, Oh, this will look good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Unless it's like, you know,
0: I mean, there's comfort in getting to a point in your life where you don't care what anybody thinks or what how you look. I mean, it yeah. eliminates a lot eliminates, you know, a little bit of worry and stress and anxiety from your daily routine.
1: Yeah, I'm all about comfort now. I really you know. am. You know. Um, you know, so we can go back to my time at your house. I mean, I was like, Hey, I'll come over, but I gotta bring my laptop and do some work and you're like, Hey, you made sure I was comfortable. That's you know, that's what I'm all about, you know. <laughs> I didn't get dressed up or anything like that, you know. Yeah,
0: that's right. All right, We'll get more to that. All right, let's get into it, guys. We're going to go through our um, reader-submitted top five. We got a lot of submissions, which okay, was awesome. good. So we're going to go through a bunch of these. We apologize if we're not going to get through all of them, but there's going to be probably a lot of repeats, I imagine. Yeah. I'm looking at this for the first time, and we're also going to get into Don's top ten, which is obviously Don's the, the premier kind of expert here. Um, so we'll go through a bunch. We apologize. If you don't get to yours and we apologize. If you don't read everything, but Oh, we have enough. We can probably read them all. We probably won't read all the descriptions. Don, let's just start from the top. You want to start.
1: All right. So you're going to give me John from Lynchburg. Yep. Go ahead. So uh, John actually is, is, eager for me to come go cover um, Zach rice, which I hope to do in a, in a couple weeks. Uh, anyway. All right. So number five, bear Alexander, defensive tackle from Texas. Number four, Oh, Keonta Ke- uh, Goodwin, offensive tackle. I believe he's from Florida. Number three, Addison Nichols, offensive lineman from Georgia. Number two, George Petaway, running back from Virginia. And number one, Zach Rice, who I was just talking about, um, offensive lineman, five star offensive lineman from Virginia.
0: Okay, great. Ryan from Chapel Hill. Ryan is a regular submitter to the top five. Number five, Sherrod Coville. Um, Kind of like a similar to Jacorius Conley, big box safety. Four, Amarion Hampton, who is a running back. Three, Jalen Walker. I'm not even sure what position he is. Jalen Walker.
1: He's a a linebacker from Salisbury, North Carolina.
0: Two, Zach Rice, elite offensive lineman. And one, Travis Shaw, the big defensive tackle from Grimsley High School.
1: All right. So I'm going to go with another longtime submitter and actually holds the title for our furthest furthest away listener.
0: We're big in Korea.
1: We are big in Korea. We think at least. Noah from Korea. So Noah is five R. Um uh, he wants uh, he wants one of the other. He did all right. So let me go his. I'm going to do his from one to five because that would make <laughs> sense for number five and number four also. All right, number one he is Zach Rice talked about number two Jalen walker outside linebacker from salisbury four star guy number three malachi Hamrick, who actually will be or is scheduled to make his verbal commitment next month number four any talented offense alignment i wonder if because i think this might have been submitted before green committed i wonder if he considers green any talented offensive alignment and then number five would love travis shaw but seems unlikely so any talented defense alignment so there, so uh noah's bringing some um um reality to this
0: okay phil from salisbury as we we go through this um okay phil from salisbury he just listed five travis travis shaw jalen walker malachi hamrick omarion hampton and zach rice i'm gonna flow right through it brent from arizona five dakota twitty wide receiver four jalen walker we're seeing his name a lot three omarion hampton running back Two, Zach Rice, and one, Travis Shaw. I'll go one more for me. Preston from Greensboro. Um, okay, number five, Jason Walker. I believe he meant Jalen Walker. Is that right?
1: hmm
0: Okay. Jalen Walker, yep. Yeah, four, George it. Petway. Three, Knott's, which Shaleep. is the wide receiver. Yeah, Shalik um,
1: Knott's. Um,
0: two, Zach Rice, and one, Travis Shaw. All right, you want to take Cedric?
1: Yes. Well, first, Dale. From Waxhall, if Absolutely. you know him, see if he's alive. He has always submitted. Every single time we've had a top five, he has submitted. So so make sure we check on him. If you're a neighbor of his, go knock on his door or his bedroom window. Make sure he's he's alive. Anyway, all right, Cidric from Atlanta. Number five, George Petaway. Number four, Sean Murphy, who actually eliminated North Carolina already. Uh, number three, Zach Rice. Number two, Jalen Walker. A lot of Jalen Walkers. Yeah. Um, and number one, Travis Shaw. And you All want right. me to read the last one?
0: I got it. Jeff from Beaufort, North Carolina. Wow. Beaufort. Great little uh, beach town, ocean town, around the coast there, Don. All right, five, Amorion Hampton, running back. Number four, wide receiver, Sh- 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 Shalik knotts. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Shalik Knotts. Three, Jalen Walker, outside linebacker. Two. Zach Rice, offensive tackle, and one, Travis Shaw. So you've seen a lot of the similar names. Yeah. So good stuff there. We appreciate you all submitting. Again, the top five for the next time we record is your top five winter activities. Get goofy with it. Anything you like to do. I mean, it can be anything. And um, hey, if it's not safe for work, that's okay. You, you just let us know.
1: Be, all right. It could be skinny dipping in the snow.
0: Okay. All right, Don, let's get into it. Your top 10 most wanted, which is based on your intel, speaking with coaches, speaking with uh, your sources, um, knowing the needs of UNC, all that good stuff, talking with recruits. Let's get your top five, top 10 2022 most wanted. You're going to read the name. I'm going to intro those, that player, mm-hmm. and then you're going to give a brief breakdown of kind of their recruitment and where UNC stands. And then a little bit about that person um, and that prospect as, as a prospect, as a person, and we'll go from there. I may ask a follow-up or two. We'll try to kind of run through this, give the listeners a, a good glimpse of the 2022 class. Remember, UNC has three players already committed.
1: Yes. Um, all right. And, and so I did. I was realistic with you know, who UNC really had shot with. So maybe you'll be surprised by some of the, the um, inclusions I have here. All right. Number 10,
0: Jake Pope. All right, Jake Pope, a safety from Buford, Georgia, 6'2", 190 pounds, and he is unranked right now. Is he unranked? This is Jake Pope from Georgia?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. He is unranked, even though he just picked up an Alabama offer recently. So he's a kid who actually took it upon himself, kind of realized that he needed to get his recruitment rolling and took a quarantine visit to North Carolina and South Carolina – during the fall, uh, he's a guy that, from my understanding, UNC really, really likes. They like uh, that that he brings a lot of tenacity to the safety position. UNC has done really well with Buford; has landed a lot of guys from that school for the past however many years it's been. Um, so, so yeah, they're hoping that to get you another, know, particularly DBs. And and he's actually not the only DB that they're recruiting from that school. Um, so, yeah, he's a guy, hard-hitting safety, and, and UNC loves him. I think he'll fit perfectly in, in Jay Bateman's uh, defense.
0: Who's leading his recruitment?
1: Jay Bateman. Okay. Which I, makes I, sense from what I've heard is that Bateman is absolutely in love with this kid, and if you've been following his recruitment a little bit, um, you know Alabama offered, like I mentioned, some other schools have offered fairly recently, which has kind of transformed his recruitment to a – to a national recruitment, really. So it's so I'm eager to kind of catch up with him to see how that changes things for him because I felt like North Carolina had a really good shot early on. See if that changed.
0: Okay, cool. I think we have enough info on him. Um, tenacious, big bodied safety at 6'2, Jake Pope out of Beaufort, Georgia. Next one, Donnie, number nine. Omarion Hampton. Omarion Hampton. Running back, six foot, two fifteen out of Clayton, North Carolina, Cleveland High School. He's ranked fairly high as a 24-7 sports composite four-star player, 128 in the nation, 10, number 10 running back, and number four player in the state of North Carolina. So uh, one of the top five players in the state. Don?
1: So this is a Tommy Ashley special, okay? Right (laughs) from Tommy Ashley's backyard. Uh, Big, powerful, but yet fast running back. Uh, You know, he probably would have, well, I mean, he's a four-star guy. I think he would have been even more highly uh, recruited and ranked had he been able to play this past season and also kind of show off some of his skills in camps. Uh, but I mean, he's, he's a guy who has a bunch of scholarship offers, but doesn't like a lot of the hoopla with recruiting, which I think could actually play to UNC's favor. Um, but, you know, reminds me of Todd Gurley. Um, so, really? so that sort of running back. And, and really, I mean, I mean, that sort of power, um, at the at the running back position, just just a really good, um, really good uh, running back. But it, he's not just power. He has that that home run speed to finish his plays in the end zone.
0: Awesome. Memorial on Hampton. Um, what are you chances here?
1: I think they're pretty good. The problem is, is that the pandemic has really slowed down his recruitment. He started to pick up a lot of scholarship offers during the early portion of the pandemic. And as far as I know, hasn't been able to take any visits and he's not a big, get on the phone a bunch of times, do the zooms and all that sort of stuff type of guy. So I think it really, uh, he's a guy who I can envision going to a couple of places right after the dead period ends and then just making a decision and and not making a big deal about it.
0: If the dead period ends, uh, Penn state one
1: day. It should end.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's got Penn state, South Carolina, Virginia, Virginia tech, West, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Miami, LSU, Florida. I mean, definitely a national recruitment, Arkansas. Uh, you know, who's recruiting from Florida,
1: <laughs>
0: your guy, Tim Brewster. Of course. So is Tim Brewster recruiting like North Carolina for Florida?
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know officially, but I would assume that would, he probably has the most, Connections, yeah, in the state compared to other Florida. Assistants. And he has a, he has a house here. Yeah,
0: yeah. His First has home. been there. I have been there. His forever. Uh, I don't know if we should tell people that. His forever home. I mean, I'm I'm good friends with uh with with uh Tim's son. I mean, he works for well, well, yeah. Clint works for. Yeah, he works for I worked with him for two years in the office. Yeah, that makes sense. Full, full disclosure. And you're
1: a likable guy. Everybody you come in contact with, yeah, they befriend you.
0: <laughs> yeah, most of them. Okay, next one, Don. Andre Green with an E at the end. Okay, Andre Green Jr. I have not heard this name before. Wide receiver, 6'3", 180 from St. Christopher's School in Richmond, Virginia. He's ranked the uh, number 180 in the nation, number 21 wide receiver, and number 8 in the state of Virginia, and he's a 24-7 sports four-star commitment. Don? So –
1: if you follow UNC recruiting very closely, you'll notice that Lonnie Galloway loves to have, to land at least one tall, long receiver, each class. He did it with, um, Tylee craft Tylee, uh, yeah, Tylee craft JJ Jones. Then, and D. J. Jones. Very good. Ross, <laughs> you get, you get a star today. Um, he, so he fits his mold and he might be even more talented than those guys. Just overall. Mm. Um, and so the thing, he's another guy where the pandemic has slowed down his recruitment. He goes to a school that's uh, very demanding academically. And as far as I know, they have not been like virtually learning, it's everything's been in class and everything like that. And so um, he hasn't had a whole lot of time to do a whole lot with recruiting, but definitely talks to coaches and that, and that sort of thing. But uber talented. Uh, would be unbelievable in North Carolina's offense. And I really think the the academic aspect helps UNC's cause. And, and then also, you know, he, he's in Richmond, which is uh, proximity-wise should only help UNC.
0: Yeah, and, and I feel like Bateman has a lot of ties in Richmond. Um, he does.
1: Bateman's from that area, from v- yeah, Richmond. So yeah, so I wonder
0: if is Bateman kind of all his recruitment, Do you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I know Galloway has a really hands-on approach with his receivers, so he's okay. kind of taking the lead here. But I'm sure that in certain situations you kind of lean on Bateman for his connections and who he knows and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, this guy has every offer in the book too. Um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, or I mean Oregon, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Missouri, Michigan, Minnesota. I mean, every school up and down the, the nation, Florida State, um, you know, Cincinnati, Auburn. Um, so yeah, big national recruitment here. So this is one to watch for sure. Um, one thing I this to add here, Don, it'd be it'd be helpful if you could add the recruiting coach to their profiles.
1: It would be helpful. That's why you gotta go to the recruiting board.
0: Well, I mean, this is a profile. I'm adding it right now. I'm adding Lonnie Galloway and Jay Bateman. How about that? All right, you do that. Is Bateman is that right for Bateman? Sure. We've been told to do this by national, and um, you know, I won't hesitate to reach out to Ben to get you to do it too. All right, next one. I think this is number Russ seven. Likes,
1: Ross likes to get me in trouble, by the way.
0: I, mean, I just like listening. people to do. I like people to do their job.
1: <laughs> All right, so number seven, George Pettaway.
0: Okay, I, I do know this name. I see his name a lot because he has a lot of crystal balls. In North Carolina, George Pettaway, running back, five eleven, one eighty five, from Nazimun Suffolk Academy in Suffolk, <laughs> Virginia. That I right? think getting you to pronounce that
1: that school's name uh, is the is worth the price of admission. So if you've listened this this long, that is your gift. Is that
0: right? Sure. I
1: mean, Sulphic sulf sulfic, academy.
0: Yeah. All right. One twenty two in the nation. Number nine running back. Number four player in Virginia. Man, UNC is going after some Virginia guys, huh?
1: Yeah. So that's why a lot of people think that he is you know, projected to UNC. I don't, I'm not nearly as optimistic about UNC's chances. as A lot of other people, he, UNC definitely has a great chance to land him and, you know, Glover's close to him. Uh, you know, he works out with Tony Grimes when Grimes comes back. So there's obviously that connection, but he, from when I've spoken to him, you know, he seems really interested in some other programs. And I mean, there's been interviews with him where he doesn't even mention North Carolina. So I'm not saying he's not going to North Carolina, but I don't think, you know, the it's to me that the 100% Crystal Balls in North Carolina really, really surprises me. Um okay. But anyway, with all that sorry. said.
0: There is only one prediction. I'm sorry. There okay. One prediction. I, and I, 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 it just looked like six because there was a medium confidence number. Sorry.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. No problem, Ross. It's all right. People make mistakes. Steve Wilfong,
0: though, is that one prediction. Our buddy, Steve. Our buddy, Steve.
1: All right. So. I feel like he'd be absolutely a stud in UNC's offense does everything they want. I mean, just so explosive Um, catches the ball really well, elusive. He's, he's fast, but he changes gears, which is just as, as good as being, you know, shifty because uh, it's, and it's actually, I think better than just being blazing fast because you're able to, to kind of take away angles from linebackers and and that sort of thing. Um, I think this kid's an absolute stud and, you know, would do wonders in UNC's offense.
0: He's big, too. I mean, 5'11", 185 for running back. Probably put on, you know, another 10, 15 pounds. Be good to go. All right, great. I think we're on number six now?
1: Sure. I or lost five. count. Um, I think it looks like six.
0: Z- uh, Xavier Simmons. All right. Xavier Simmons, inside linebacker, 6'3", 210, from Northwest Guilford in Greensboro, North Carolina. The Vikings number. He's a twenty-four-seven sports composite three-star, a, a low sorry four-star, a low four-star ranked three-two-six in the nation. He's the number eleven inside linebacker in the country and number thirteen player in the state of North Carolina. Um, Xavier Simmons, Don.
1: Yeah. So this is Ross's old stomping grounds. So that that to me gives him a little bit of a boost in my rankings. He's a kid, another kid who, pandemic just really kind of hindering his recruitment. He has not made a single recruiting visit, so he's completely wide open. Uh, obviously, North Carolina, it was one of the first schools to offer him. UNC's been recruiting him heavily from the beginning. He's another guy that, that um, from my understanding, Coach Bateman really, really likes. I know uh, this is another Galloway-Bateman team up, I think. Um, Galloway's area is Greensboro, so Gal- Galloway's been on him pretty hard. A, a guy who'd be an edge rusher that, that, that rush, rush outside linebacker in North Carolina's uh defense, you know, very explosive, super long. I saw him at a seven on seven. He looked great. Um, just covers, you know, very rangy, um, good hands, that sort of thing.
0: Interest level with UNC. Do You even have a concept yeah, I, of that now? I think
1: I, I think North Carolina is really good shot. I think that we have to see just where he ends up visiting. I think that, um, You know, I mean, I I think you would have to this at this point kind of project into North Carolina. But I mean, it's just there's just so much that can happen with visits and everything. And like I said earlier, he can go somewhere else and just absolutely fall in love and just change everything because he's not been anywhere. So he doesn't even know what it's like to be on a college campus.
0: You want some fun facts about Northwest Guilford?
1: Sure. Go for it.
0: Okay, John Lilly coach there.
1: Okay, because Lilly's from that area.
0: He went to college at Guilford College in Greensboro and was a high school football coach in Northwest Guilford before he got into the pro ranks.
1: Very good. Very okay. good.
0: You know another fun fact? Sure. I used to be the head men's swimming coach at Northwest Guilford.
1: Wow. This is awesome information.
0: And I coached a guy who got a scholarship to Stanford to swim.
1: That's awesome. He was a so, breast swimmer. So why are you here with us?
0: <laughs> I didn't have to coach that guy much. He he knew what to do. Gotcha. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before.
1: We have, we have, but yeah. the listeners hadn't heard it, so I wanted them yeah. to, to experience it like I experienced it. Oh,
0: I thought I've told. I didn't know if I've told the podcast or not. But yeah, all right, good stuff. Yeah. Northwest Guilford, Xavier Simmons. Northwest Guilford is in the northwest part of... Wait, County. I think you might
1: have because you brought up the whole... Um, mm-hmm.
0: What mm-hmm. was
1: it? What, what is it called?
0: I taught this guy who went on to get a, earn a full scholarship to Stanford uh, the, nerve, the pre-race nerve dump.
1: Nerve dump. That's the that's the terminology. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
0: Before a big event, it would be a test, a race, anything that's very important. Obviously, your nerves build up, anxiety, and you got to take a nerve dump. And before a race, it's key because you could lose uh, a, a good amount of weight yeah. through the nerve dump, and it kind of releases stuff, and you don't have that you know, doo-doo in your body anymore. So did you demonstrate it, like how it's done? No, I just talked
1: him through it. Okay. Diagrams. All right. <laughs> Um, next guy. This one might surprise some people. Benji Gosnell, who, who's actually committed to Ohio State.
0: Here we go. All right, Benji Gosnell, you know the name. You know his brother is a, is a freshman going on, I guess, redshirt freshman at UNC. Benji Gosnell, tied in, 6'4", 225 from East Surrey High School in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. He's ranked the number 265th player in the nation, number 12 tied in and number six, uh, sorry, number nine player in the state of North Carolina. He is a verbal commit to Ohio State. Don?
1: Yeah, so the reason I include him in there is that because of his brother, and then he also has an older brother who either he has season tickets or his, or his business has season tickets, I'm not exactly sure, to UNC football games. He's going to be going to North Carolina a lot, more than Ohio State in the next year. Mm-hmm. And – we, I feel like we kind of seen this movie before with Drake May. I mean, I mean Drake was, was, he'll tell you, he was firm to Alabama. You didn't even think twice about North Carolina for a very long time. But slowly, you know, with some things that happened in Alabama, things that happened in North Carolina, and then you're making a bunch of visits to Chapel Hill because of events for your brother. It kind of just eventually kind of simmered enough to a point where he was ready to flip. I, I'm, I wonder if this is going to happen also with Benji. The other thing is he's never been to Ohio State. And so he's from a big family. I, I can't remember what the exact number, but, but it's, it's, it's like, I think it's like 15 kids or something or 13 kids or something like that.
0: In his family? Yes. Come on.
1: I, I'm dead serious.
0: There's no way that's possible. I mean, yes. it's possible. No way that's true. Yes. His
1: old his oldest brother is 35. So he's going to give you the range.
0: And, and all the, from the same parents?
1: Yes. Yeah. His dad is, I believe,
0: a preacher. His dad is very active. <laughs> He's very active.
1: Anyway, so um, from my understanding, most of those siblings.
0: Dad is a a preacher. It's like the one. You know what? He has a lot of kids. Guess what? His dad's a preacher.
1: (laughs) What What does that even mean, Don? I'm not sure. I don't think we should comment. Or else we're going to have a Zoom meeting about religion
0: conversations. Are you saying preachers fornicate more than (laughs) non-preachers? No. (laughs)
1: Anyway, we can to get back. Get back. <laughs> um, all right, so he has a big family, Okay. regardless of if it's 13 or 15 or 25. He has a big family. They obviously want to see him play. They obviously want to see Steven play. Um, he's never been to Ohio State, although it's actually not that far. I was surprised when I'm I Googled
0: do, it. I'm doing it's, the math right now. It's like five, five yeah. six hours. It's five and a half hours. It's, not, it's a lot closer than I thought. Columbus yeah. from uh, Pilot Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: But, you know, if you're in a situation where – where Benji plays on a Saturday and Stephen plays later on that, that Saturday, then, then you make, it, it becomes difficult in the family. So, um, so yeah, so I just, I just wonder if all of those factors eventually pull him back to North Carolina. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I am not giving you any sort of Intel that he's wavering or anything. That's not the case at all. I'm just wondering if this is something that could just kind of marinate for a while and flip over.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he hasn't gone there, I mean, that's, that's interesting. You know, he has, doesn't seem to have, you know, he has no idea what it's like there. He doesn't yeah. know how cold it is. He doesn't know the drive that it takes. He doesn't know the culture. Um, so while it's a firm commitment, it's, it's only built on conversations with coaches, right? And the reputation yeah. of Ohio State. Yeah. Absolutely. And their ability to develop. And
1: clients. I think the reputation played a big role.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I did the math here. Uh, from East Surrey High School, Keene Stadium is 104 miles. It's a it's a uh, an hour and a forty-five minute drive right down the mountain on I forty through Greensboro to Keene Stadium, to Columbus, it is three hundred and fifty one miles, it's five hours and thirty five minutes. So 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 basically though, you can if you could go if you lived in Pilot Mountain. You can
1: go to a game in Chapel Hill and be back that night. If you go up to Columbus, you probably are going to have to get a Lee, hotel.
0: Leave Friday. You have to leave Friday. Mm-hmm. Probably get a hotel or leave yeah. very early Saturday morning and then get a hotel on the other end of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that hotel, I think, uh, hotel aspect, I think, adds to it.
0: And it sounds like he has a lot of family in and around North Carolina. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of pull to kind of if you want if you want your family to come see you play, probably gonna happen more at Keene Stadium than it would. And uh, there at the horseshoe. Um, I mean, as a player, we've heard he's a really, really big-time athlete. Um, yeah. Is there anything else there? I mean, yeah. So
1: I think the thing with him would be perfect. We we actually broke this down the tight end situation for North Carolina um, within this class in the weekly scoops. So check that out. But but one of the aspects is just how the tight end position is more of a luxury than a need. So if you can get a guy like gosnell to come in who is an athlete who yeah maybe he plays tight end but maybe he plays another position i think that fits well because you're not just kind of pitch a ho- pitching holding him for one position that you really don't need bodies for mm-hmm.
0: yeah and then, i mean i think it'd be huge to see what bryson nesbitt can do in UNC's offense a true kind yeah. of pass catching tight end yeah. along with garrett wallston this year to kind of demonstrate i mean garrett wallston should have his biggest year coming up they need a big-time receiver. Adami Brown's gone. Daz newsom has gone. There's going to be more touches available for Garrett Walston. So to see him flourish, maybe get more in the 20-30 catch range as opposed to the um, you 10-15 know, range would be big. All right, we have four left. The next one, Don? Malachi Hamrick. We heard his name a bunch in the top five from Shelby High School. 6'4", 200 pounds. Shelby High School, home of? David Ray Allen, shout out. Number 142 in the nation, number 12 outside linebacker, number five in the state of North Carolina. He's a 24 7 sports composite four star player. Don?
1: Yeah. So the big thing with him is that he is scheduled to announce his college decision on February 26th. Okay. So he is down to Appalachia State, UNC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State. So obviously his recruitment has advanced much more than I think everybody we've talked about so far. Um, He did an interview with Bucknuts, which is the Ohio State site, where he said that he was actually down to two unidentified schools. I did some digging. I believe (laughs) those two schools are North Carolina and Ohio State. Okay. And I mean, I think North Carolina is a great shot with him. Um, but he's just like we talked about with Xavier Simmons. He's an explosive edge rusher guy. He plays defensive end at Shelby, but he's he's a pass rushing guy, and I think you fit that rush outside linebacker position for North Carolina really well.
0: Yeah, great size at six four. Probably has the athleticism. Put on you know twenty five pounds of muscle, thirty pounds of muscle. Be great for that outside linebacker position. In state guy. UNC's yet to get a guy from Shelby. I feel like in a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know I've been there a bunch because I've had a bunch of players, but I can't think of one.
0: Hollifield, and they had a linebacker. Be- Hollyfield. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I think the last one, and maybe I'm forgetting someone, is that Chavars Jolly
0: to UNC. I've never heard of that guy's name.
1: Yeah, that was like early. That was when I first started. Basically, that was John Bunning days.
0: I think Tyron Hopper has some family connections in Shelby.
1: Yeah, tons of Hoppers there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on, Don.
1: Number three, Shalik Punch-Knotts.
0: Mm, there we go. All right, wide receiver from Monroe High School in Monroe, North Carolina, 6'2", 175, highly ranked 24-7 sports, composite four-star. <clears throat> Excuse me, number 59 in the nation, number eight, wide receiver, number three in the state of North Carolina. This is one of your top players in the state and has a national offer list. Don?
1: Yeah, so this is a guy who North Carolina definitely is going to, have to fight for, but should be able to land because he's cousins to Gavin Blackwell. He plays on the Carolina Stars, which have been you know a UNC hotbed the past couple of seasons with you know Drake May there. We, I mentioned Blackwell, obviously Dontavious Nash, or some other guys who who definitely pro UNC. Um, but I mean, this kid's a stud, absolute stud, and there are schools. Penn state, um, Oklahoma, Ohio state um, before the the whole McDonald's situation at Tennessee, uh, they were, they were going at him pretty hard too. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's just an unbelievable athlete who fits at receiver best. And I think he would be another tall guy who would be great for North Carolina's offense.
0: Awesome. And so would you say right now is, is UNC leading?
1: I don't know if I say UNC is leading, but I think North Carolina is definitely, you know, definitely in a, in a good position with him.
0: Awesome. All right. Number two, we have two left. All right. Number two,
1: Zach Rice. And this is an idea that I stole from Ross. You know, I'm a big admirer. We're not just friends. You know, he's kind of my um, the guy I look up to sometimes. And so Ross brought to my attention, hey, North Carolina, they have landed blue chip guys in just about every position except for offensive line. And so if North Carolina can kind of change that and land a five-star guy like Zach rice, you know, that's, that would be huge. Now I'm not, there's a lot of people who think North Carolina is a driver's seat. I don't think that's the case. I think that Ohio state's out there really kind of recruiting pretty hard. Um, I think, uh, you know, Virginia, he has connections there. I believe it was his grandfather played there. Um, And, and so, I mean, and he he has strong ties there. You know, really likes the staff there and everything like that. Uh, And then there's other national schools are still recruiting him, but uh, UNC, obviously Glover, as I mentioned earlier, is close with him and his mom. And I think that's going to work in the UNC's favor. Um, So, so, so UNC has definitely has a shot here, really does. And it's been a while since North Carolina has been able to land a five-star offensive lineman.
0: Let me, let me intro him real quick. Yeah, Zach Rice, offensive tackle, 6'6", 285 from Liberty Christian Academy in Lynchburg, Virginia. Number 21 nationally ranked prospect, number one offensive tackle, and number two player in Virginia. Don Ray talked about him a bunch. I mean, he's been all over the kind of the message boards in terms of he visited a couple times um, as a guest of Coach Glover uh, during the 2020 season. You know, it's your classic kind of big-name five-star UNC target got a very recognizable name, Zach rice, you know, two syllables power name. Um, and you know, it's, as Don said, obviously, uh, UNC is in there. It's interesting to see UNC going up against schools like Ohio state, Notre Dame, Alabama. We've seen Ohio state mentioned already a couple of times now, um, as a player, what does he bring Don? I mean, he's very athletic. He's a little bit on the raw
1: side. Uh, but you know, he has a size and athleticism moves really well. You know, definitely has a you know what, what you're looking for in that um, that that um, offensive tackle. Like we talked about earlier, the blindside protector. I mean, he, he has those those tools uh-huh. um to be a great offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you have a, a top twenty guy, you usually kind of can't miss prospects. So Zach Rice, number the number two on Don's list of the ten most wanted prospects in the twenty twenty two class, and number one.
1: Travis Shaw Ooh. from Ross's uh, alma mater, Grimsley High School.
0: That's right. Travis Shaw, defensive tackle, 6'5", 3'10", Grimsley High School, Greensboro, North Carolina. Number seven player in the nation, number two defensive tackle, and number one, number one ranked player in the state of North Carolina. Don, what's going on with this guy's recruitment right now?
1: Yeah, so I think it's at a standstill. He has made a bunch of visits prior to the pandemic and and obviously has been being recruited a bunch. Um, He came out with, what was it, like a top dozen or something like that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I'll just name them. UNC, South Carolina, Oregon, Georgia, Florida, Clemson, Auburn, Virginia Tech, LSU, Florida State, Tennessee, Ohio State, and North Carolina A&T. So um, obviously his his uh his pool of, of schools that he's looking at is still fairly large you know some people don't like the fact that they come out with this large of a favorites group i do because it at least give you some sort of idea of what's kind of going on who's in who's out sort of thing um but uh yeah i mean i think most people would say that he's down to clemson and unc and i don't think he's down to those schools but i think if he had to choose today it would be between those two schools Um, But I think that there's still a lot left to be done before he makes his decision. And and those I talked to a lot of people close to him, um, friends, coaches, that sort of thing. And they all all kind of share the same sort of sentiment that that, yes, UNC and Clemson are in probably the best position, but there's still a lot left to do. And this is a kid who doesn't have to. He could go. He could take it all the way until next signing day nobody i mean there's going to be plenty of schools including north carolina and probably clemson too that will wait it out for him um, and he's not in a rush and, and we could see that with him so there's a lot left for for the, to happen in this recruitment
0: what do you think he what do you think he's looking for like what does he want a school
1: who i mean i think if you ask him he's going to say the normal stuff you know one yeah. great academics and you know place where i could play early and all that sort of stuff um, but i mean usually this ends up coming down to your comfort and I think I mean he's visited North Carolina than any other school, so that's big. But I also think that he likes the program at, at Clemson and likes what they're building at Clemson. I mean, or have built at Clemson. Um, and Clemson seems to really And the, one of the main reasons why, and I probably am bearing the lead a little bit. The one re- main reason why I put him in here is one, he's going to be the top, or he is the top in-state kid, and that's something that if you want to lock down the borders, you got to land that kid with mm. regularity at north carolina yeah. number two the thorn in unc side and we had a conversation about this on the message board is clemson clemson wants a dude in north carolina it doesn't matter they're going to get him, and that's mm-hmm. what they've been able to do if you look at just the past couple classes being able to stop that with travis shaw would would speak volumes we can go a lot of different directions it, it, it would it would just help north carolina so much and would would be such a um um like a like a like a, uh, milestone for UNC with with what they're trying to do and trying to build because ultimately, if UNC can't beat Clemson on the recruiting trail, it's going to be hard to beat them on the football field.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a chicken the egg thing deal, uh, chicken or the egg type deal too. Like, you know, maybe if they could beat them on the football field; it might help the chances in recruiting. Yeah, but they have to beat them in recruiting to beat them on the uh, football field. So definitely, Travis Shaw. I mean that Travis Shaw. And um, rice I mean those are the recruitments were be falling deeply. Um, let me know if you need me to head over to Grimsley for Shaw interview talk to this guy I mean he quote tweeted me recently. Did he this is one of the biggest moments of my life
1: what, what was it?
0: uh your buddy Michael Clark from NC State site okay. Pack Pride made a um, made a uh, crystal ball pick for Clemson I think last week. okay and oh
1: he, I think I saw that I think I saw that he said screen- something
0: I screenshotted it and said, chill, because I didn't want anybody making crystal ball picks for Clemson. And then he <laughs> quote tweeted it because he follows me. And he said something like, these reporters don't know anything. Crystal ball is messing up our recruitments.
1: Well, he said something. I thought he said something along the lines of uh, if it doesn't come from me.
0: Yeah. That was don't it.
1: trust it or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right. Good stuff. Um, I got to head out here in a second because Sam House would be on the radio. That I need to record. Don, any takeaways from your time at my house? I came over for what? I loved it. I mean, this is one of the most most time we spent together, other than when I spent, other than the time I was at your house for the uh, live stream.
1: Yeah. Um, this
0: is your first visit to my house.
1: Yeah. No, I liked it. I liked meeting the goats. It's the first time I really saw a goat up close personal, so I was really blown away by the fact that their pupils are like horizontal lines. Freaked me out. <laughs> I thought they were possessed.
0: My, my neighbors have goats, for those who don't know. One goat yeah. interrupted a podcast once.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: I'm, How are the nachos? Nachos are very I good. Feel, I have to, like, guide you in conversation. Yeah, well, that's you're, – You're not you're good what, at, like, you're giving the out good tidbits. You're
1: the interviewer. Yeah. You're How the are the nachos? Nachos very good. Very good nachos. Elaborate. Um, I love the cheese you put on there, which I thought was Parmesan. You corrected me and said it was not Parmesan. But I love that little aspect to it. I love that it's layered. Love lots of different cheeses. Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, melted tr- cheeses.
0: <laughs> had yeah. chorizo on it. Yeah. We had a little red, uh, red onion, chorizo, black olives, and then two different cheeses. One was a cogito cheese.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, now the, the, the bad part of the visit was Ross fell asleep again. I mean, I don't <laughs> – you know, I just don't – we're watching a football game, and, and I hear snoring. I'm like, what the – you know, Ross
0: sleeping. Dude, I get on that couch. I put the weighted blanket on. And it's donezo. What do you think about the pork I cooked you?
1: Pork was good, too. It was good. I like the spices. I like the the seasoning and, and all that. That was good. Yeah, I had I had two, a two-course meal okay. it, at Ross's house. Anything else? No, I mean, um, it was great. Like I mentioned earlier, I was able to work, which is key. You know, Ross and I have this great relationship to where we don't have to talk the entire time, which is good, you know. Um, oh, what would you think of the uh, S'mores Porter beer I brought over?
0: Oh, yeah. That was good. I like trying new beers, so I had Don brought three beers. That's, ever that's
1: not my favorite. I it's had one of favorite. them.
0: We wore masks the whole time, and we had plexiglass between us. <laughs>
1: yes, while we uh, were for drinking beers,
0: wondering. Too. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was great. I was a good beer. It tasted. It was funny how Don's beer he brought and one his one's favorite beers is also a dessert. <laughs> yes. He can't get away from chocolate and and sweets. This is a true story. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you can ask any questions on the message board about anything we've talked about top five submit that when you get a chance to don on email or on ic or via twitter top five winter activities we will uh be back in two weeks with another episode thanks so much for listening and uh yeah that's it see you guys
1: thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. brought to you by johnny t-shirt.com
0: where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase